Hey, so on this episode of eHacker Health, we're going to be doing part two of the Redefining Wellness um, episode. In the first episode, you may recall, we were looking specifically at holistic wellness practices. So those were things like looking specifically at kind of physical, uh, emotional, and mental, social, and spiritual wellness. On this end, we're going to take a little bit more, we're going to take a turn and look a little bit more, I feel like at those things that are a little bit more uh, impactful uh, and maybe discernible or tangible. So we're going to be looking at things like occupational, financial, intellectual, and environmental wellness. So stay tuned for part two of Redefining Wellness on eHacker Health. Welcome to eHacker Health, the podcast providing digital and community resources to help women optimize their health. I'm your host, Dr. Kat Andrews. previous episode, uh, we talked about holistic wellness, which focused on the physical, mental, and emotional, as well as the social and spiritual side of the wellness dimensions. So in this episode, we're going to take a different look at how we can incorporate the other dimensions of kind of the wellness wheel into our lives. And I feel like these particular areas, um, the occupational, financial, intellectual, and environmental, are a lot more tangible or even discernible because you can see how these things influence your overall quality of life. Not to say that mental and emotional and physical and social spiritual well-being don't, but I feel like with these, these impact things like occupational wellness or environmental wellness do have um, an interesting impact on our lives. So whether you are looking for a, you know, better career fulfillment, you're trying to be more environmentally conscious, maybe you're trying to figure out how to manage your finances better, which honest, probably all of us need to do that. Or even just, you know, maybe you're bored and you need more mental stimulation. Today's episode is here to support and guide you with that. And as always, I'll provide some digital resources to kind of help smooth the way. So let's dive in and discover how these particular dimensions can lead to a more balanced and fulfilling life. And we're going to start with emotional, sorry, not emotional, environmental wellness. So what is environmental wellness? I think what usually comes to mind, I know what came to my mind initially before I really got into learning more about the wellness dimensions was kind of like, oh, it's about like saving the planet and recycling and that's kind of it. But really emotional uh, environmental wellness refers to the state of being balanced and in harmony between kind of yourself as the individual and your surroundings. And these surroundings can be natural, meaning it can be, you know, outside in nature, but it could also be a built environment. So think your home. You can even think micro and think like how your bedroom is, how your bathroom is, how your workspace is, because it encompasses various aspects such as um, 
not just our our built environment, but also like the quality of the air that we breathe and the quality of the water that we drink and the quality of the soil that actually harvests our fruits and vegetables. It's all about this ecosystem and how sustainable it is because and the overall impact on us as individuals and how we interact with our environments. And the reason is environmental wellness recognizes that our well-being is deeply interconnected to the health and vitality of our environments, right? So the healthier our environment, ideally, the healthier we are as an individual. And so women's health, the connection when it comes to women's health and environmental wellness um, is really interesting because as women, we actually are more vulnerable to some environmental hazards. Um, we're more exposed to toxic chemicals kind of in our home and in our community, as well as sometimes in the workplace. So for example, there are certain chemicals that are found in pesticides and in cleaning agents and even in our makeup that has been linked to endocrine disruptions, hormonal imbalance, and fertility issues, and an increase in breast cancer. So if you think about some of the occupations that are uh, more so, you will see more women in them if you think about things like housekeeping, right? Some janitorial services. And when it comes to even uh, when it comes to the cosmetic industry, right? That all tends to be a lot of women and they're exposed to these chemicals all day. But it's not all bad because practicing environmental wellness um, can have a positive impact on our health because it'll help improve it. So for example, Something simple like choosing organic food and products can reduce our exposure to pesticides and other chemicals, which again cause hormonal imbalance. Using natural cleaning products reduces our exposure to toxic chemicals in our home, right? And then walking, you may be to the corner store or biking or even skating, which is something I recently picked up, right? Can help improve our respiratory system. And as a bonus, it helps reduce air pollution. So in addition to reducing our exposure to harmful substances, environmental wellness actually helps promote physical activity and social connectedness, right? Because we're spending more time outdoors in nature, this can improve mental health and it reduces stress. Um, a great example is participating in a community garden or any other environmental kind of activities. Um, you can think of stuff like cleaning your public beaches or cleaning the park. And this is all twofold. You get the social aspect, but you also get to have an impact on your environment. And again, having that opportunity for community building. Some digital supports for this. If you, like me, actually want to kind of figure out more about environmental wellness besides kind of just recycling and eating more plants, <laughs> here are some apps and websites for you. So the first one that I would recommend is called iNaturalist. This is a website as well as an app. They have a companion app. Um, on iOS and Android. And it was developed by the National Geographics as well as the California uh, Academy of Sciences. And it's basically a community-driven platform that helps you identify all kind of like plants and different things and animals. And it's really citizen-driven, which is really nice. Um, it can help researchers and conservationists really better understand and protect a biodiversity. This is great if you yourself, if you have kids or you yourself are a kid at heart who loves to get into the dirt, into the plants and ask questions. This website's really great for that, taking pictures and just kind of exploring. So this is a great one for that. 
another app, and this is one that I actually have and like. It's called Think Dirty. Now, I found out about this app after watching a documentary called Not So Pretty that exposed a lot of the toxic practices across the beauty industry that targeted uh, girls and women. So the Think Dirty app allows you to uh, use a, what you do is you scan the barcode on the personal care products and you learn about their ingredients and their potential health and environmental impacts. It really helps you make um, healthier choices and it's a really great app so you can also there's a kind of a community feature right so it's not just about scanning and getting you know these third party opinions you can also kind of talk with other chat with other people in the community about their ideas on the product outside of a website or say something like whether you use Sephora or Target or Walmart or whatever where people just talk about how they like the brand or they didn't like the brand this one is a little bit more in depth so definitely try out and look at Think Dirty And another one is Happy Cow. So whether you are a vegan who just needs more restaurant options or you're a foodie who wants to expand their palate and include maybe more plant-based meals, Happy Cow is a website and an app that really does have you covered. Um, The platform helps you find vegetarian, vegan, and plant-based food options all in your area. Um, And it's really about promoting sustainability and kind of environmental friendly eating choices. Um, But I always look at it myself. I'm a foodie. If I have the option to try out new foods and they're sustainable and they're great in my neighborhood, it's kind of a win, win, win. So that's what I have with you for you for the environmental wellness. Um, So let's go ahead now and kind of switch gears a little bit and explore a little bit more on the intellectual wellness. Now, intellectual wellness is all about the active pursuit of knowledge that fosters mental stimulation and growth. So it involves continuously expanding our, you know, our minds, being able to kind of really give into our curiosity and seek opportunities for lifelong learning. Now, intellectual wellness connects back to our health and well-being because this practices or this practice kind of enhances our cognitive ability. It supports emotional resilience and it contributes to personal growth and self-awareness. So how does this connect to impact, connect to, I should say, and impact women's health? Well, engaging in intellectually stimulating activities, this can be reading, writing, solving problem, solving puzzles or doing problem solving activities or even pursuing personal and professional development, such as, you know, education classes or um, just even workshops can enhance our cognitive function and that promotes emotional well-being. So it all kind of is interconnected. Uh, Intellectual engagement also serves as a source of empowerment, which can boost your self-confidence and provide a sense of purpose and fulfillment. So some of my favorite kind of supports for this that kind of helps stimulate this, of course, one of the ones I have to mention, I would kind of be remiss if I didn't mention it since it's an obvious one, right, is LinkedIn. Now, my LinkedIn for this, though, I mean, because it's not, it's, I'm not telling you anything new with regards to LinkedIn, but the reason I kind of say, okay, LinkedIn could be an option is really for the LinkedIn learning 
piece um, because usually this is where you go when you talk to your company. LinkedIn Learning does have a monthly cost, but you may actually be working for a company where LinkedIn is actually one of those educational benefits and you just need to find out from your company so that you can actually have free access to LinkedIn Learning and kind of really learn a lot, which is how I did it. I got a bunch of just certificates on everything, learning about uh, productivity, learning about real estate, just anything that piqued my interest. Actually, funny enough, I think several years ago, the first class I took was on podcasting um, because it really is a great platform. And because I didn't have to pay for it, I, I was really felt um, kind of emboldened to explore so many different things. So I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that one. But the other ones that for sure I want to mention when it comes to uh, intellectual wellness and the digital supports would be one like Brain HQ. So Brain HQ is a brain training program developed by neuroscientists. It offers a variety of kind of engaging exercises and challenges to improve cognitive functions, such as like improving our memory, attention, and processing speed. Now, another one that is similar to brain function that you may have heard of is luminosity. So this is one of those things where you pick which one is kind of your favorite um, and go with that one. Right. Another one. Now, I mentioned LinkedIn learning, which is more kind of kind of professional development. But of course, there's also Coursera which is a learning platform that offers a you know a wide range of online courses and that has been continuously expanding so now you can get courses from top universities and institutions and Google platforms and learn all kind of different things and you it's across a variety of fields now similar to this if if that's not your speed is Khan Academy Skillshare Udemy Udacity you probably get my point right um, but really, you could just take your pick and see which one of these you like if you really are into kind of wanting that intellectual stimulation. And then another one for the book lovers out there or those of you who want to be more organized as a book lover is Goodreads. Um, now, some book lovers already know about Goodreads, but if you don't, this is a platform. It's basically a book tracking platform. Uh, it's kind of like an organizer, right? A digital organizer. So you can discover, track, and discuss all of the books that you love or hate. It allows you to really explore a vast collection of literacy work. And you can participate in like reading challenges, which I've done. Um, you can get, and what I really like is being able to kind of engage with other users and see, you know, what their reviews are on books. It kind of can lead you down a rabbit hole of here's one book I like and that one book takes you to another book. Um, and so it's really good. I've discovered some great books just kind of going through Goodreads. And as well as when there's books that I want to read, you can create a list, of course, that called books I want to read. Um now, a great companion to Goodreads is my all-time favorite, Libby. So Libby is a free app where you can borrow ebooks, digital audiobooks, even magazines from your local public library. You can stream titles over Wi-Fi or over your mobile data. And the awesome thing is you can actually download them and look at them offline, which I often do when I'm getting on a plane. 
So um, I actually really, really got into Libby back when I lived in LA and I was stuck in traffic. And so um, I would download audiobooks and that was what got me through being stuck in, you know, um, nearly two hours of traffic in Southern California out in Los Angeles. I don't miss those days, but I digress. Um, but yeah, Libby is really amazing for that. It's great if you're on a plane and you want to either read a book or read or look at a digital magazine and they're all current digital magazines. Um, or if you just want to, you know, listen to something uh, that I would absolutely recommend Libby. Um, there are a ton of perks also that go along with it. So I recommend you check out the link in the show notes and see if you like it. Okay. So as we're talking about personal and professional development, let's go ahead and look um, at the specifics of occupational wellness. Now, occupational wellness recognizes the importance of finding uh, fulfillment and balance in the realm of our work and how it impacts our overall well-being, right? It's about how we find meaning and purpose in the work that we do, how we maintain healthy work-life balance, how we cultivate you know, positive relationships in the workplace and how we achieve personal and professional growth. Now, when considering the connection between occupational wellness and women's health, there are kind of several factors at play here. Firstly, women's occupational health, I should say this is really influenced um, by societal and gender-based factors, right? Again, as women, we face some unique challenges in the workplace, the most obvious being pay inequality, gender discrimination, limited career options at times, and the struggle for work-life balance. And these factors can impact our overall mental health, our physical health sometimes, emotional health, and just our overall well-being. As women, too, we often carry multiple roles and responsibilities, which is why our occupational wellness is impacted, right? Because we're trying to split the responsibilities of work and caregiving and household management. And trying to strike that balance is really essential for our overall well-being, but it can be difficult. The stress of managing all of these roles can have a negative consequence on our life and our, our quality of life. But when we find value and we have respect and we have support in the workplace, um, it does positively impact our mental and emotional health. It actually increases productivity and of course it increases job satisfaction. Workplaces that prioritize things like gender equality provide equal opportunities for growth uh, for everyone. Uh, that offer flexible work arrangements and promote work-life balance contribute to our occupational wellness. Some digital supports that I like for this, of course, the first one would be things like Happify. Uh, Happify is an app that offers activities and exercises to improve emotional well-being and build resilience. It aims to help its users kind of reduce stress, anxiety, things like negative thinking, and improve emotional well-being. And it can be helpful for anyone who is looking to manage workplace stress and really just kind of improve your all happiness. Uh, the other one I like in terms of trying to figure out like your core values, um, I know when I am working with people, sometimes this is one of the ones that come up in terms of like, is this a work? Am I even finding fulfillment in this? And what may have happened is your values changed. The values you had when you first started a job, 
you know, three, four, five, ten years ago may have changed. I actually had a niece that this happened to. Um, as she got older, her values changed. And so for one, uh, the one that I recommend for this, I should say, is a, a personal values. It's a free online test that you can take. It's pretty encompassing. And what's nice about it is there is no, you know, judgment on your values, shall we say. If one of your values now is is wealth and that wasn't a value for you 10 years ago and you realized, you know what, one of my core values now is that I really am looking for monetary gains. I'm looking for more advancement compared to just looking for experience, uh, you know, then that's what you should go for. And so when you start understanding what are important to you with regards to core values, uh, with regards to work, it really does help you um maneuver around your workplace better and understand where that conflict is, right? So the other one, which you'll see in the show notes is personal values, a free online test. And then one that I have that I really uh, like in terms of networking for women is called Elevate. And the Elevate Network, there's Elevate Network, which is a professional network for women to find passion and purpose in their career, whatever that may be, right? There are several membership levels depending on your goals. And what's nice is you can start out with their free membership, which is what I did, and kind of explore the networks and level up when you are ready to really do more. Um, So absolutely check those out and see which one fits you. Oh, and I have one more. Mind Tools. Yes, I almost forgot about that. Mind Tools is a website that offers a range of resources and tools for personal well-being and professional development as well. So there's a bunch of articles, videos, assessments on, you know, things like leadership and time management and career planning. And I think this one is really, really good, particularly if you're like a team lead or a manager. This one works out really, really well. All right. So from occupational wellness, let's go ahead and move into uh, financial wellness, right? Because we got the job part. Now let's look at the money part. Um, now, financial wellness looks at the state of our financial health and how we, you know, handle money. It involves achieving kind of a sense of financial security and independence while really just being able to effectively manage our finances that meet our present need as well as our future need. So think financial stability, budgeting, saving, debt management, and and long-term financial planning. And the connection between um, financial wellness and women's health um, have several important factors. Firstly, financial wellness does directly impact a woman's overall well-being as well as her mental health. If you understand and think about it, financial stress and insecurity can lead to anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues. And this is for anybody, but particularly for women. Um, As we just talked about, right, women, especially women of color, are more likely to face unique financial challenges, um, such as gender pay gaps, uh, career interruptions due to career or caregiving responsibilities, and a higher likelihood of living in poverty or experiencing economic inequality. So these factors, of course, impact our mental, emotional, and physical health. And because financial wellness is closely tied to access to health care, 
and it's healthcare outcomes for women. It's again why it's important to understand how finances and women's health connect to each other. Insufficient financial resources limit a woman's ability to afford necessary health care. And that includes things like medication, preventative screening, and treatments. And women who struggle with financial instability may be more likely to delay, to delay or forego medical treatment, and that just leads to more adverse health comes. More so if you have a woman who is economic dependent or in a financial abusive situation, um, women are more likely, there's going to be more significant barriers, which will lead to more health problems. So financial wellness is, is important because being able to have financial independence and security allows and empowers women to make choices that support their health and safety, such as leaving abusive relationships, accessing resources and support, and seeking necessarily, necessary medical treatments that promote their well-being. So here are several digital supports that I um, have been exploring and really excited about um, when it comes to understanding financial wellness and money management. The first one is the debt payoff planner. I recently discovered this one and so far I am so happy with it. I'm really impressed. The debt payoff planner uh, is an app that helps. You can actually, there's a website too, but there's an app on uh, iOS and Android that helps you as a user create like a customized plan to pay off debt efficiently, right? And effectively. It provides you with strategies, calculators, and progress trackers. And this is all really good for supporting women in managing and reducing her debt. The other one is Elevest. So that's E-L-L-V-E-S-T. This will be all in the show notes, right? Elevest is an investment platform that was built by women for women. Their mission is to get basically more money in the hands of women. So it provides investment and financial planning uh, services that are tailored specifically to a woman's needs. And this includes things like salary negotiation tools, retirement planning, and guidance on building uh, wealth. And then another one that I have is She Makes Sense. Now, this is a website. This is specifically actually a blog. She Makes Sense is an awesome and super informative personal financial blog that is dedicated to empowering women and empowering women to take control of their financial lives. So there's a bunch of, you know, tips and advice and resources on everything from budgeting to saving to debt management. And the last one I have for you is the Women's Institute for Financial Education, which is the acronym WIFE. So the Women's Institute for Financial Education, or WIFE, offers educational resources and articles and workshops specifically focused on women's financial empowerment. It covers uh, a variety of topics, including budgeting, investment, um, retirement planning, and how to achieve financial independence. But they also talk about things like child support, how to handle finances during your divorce, and how to transition financially or what to do financially after the death of a spouse. These are definitely things that I think, especially as a woman, that I don't think a lot of us think about um, until the time comes, right? I know I have a few friends who have gone through a divorce and they all have talked about how expensive it is. And even with them being in very secure and higher paying jobs, divorce is expensive. 
expensive. Um, the other thing too, when someone, you know, having your spouse pass away before you and not having life insurance, things of that nature. So being able to have these sensitive topics where it seems like no one's really talking about it, guess what? The Women's Institute for Financial Education is talking about it. So this is one you should definitely bookmark and check out regularly. And this is if you're single, married, or widow. It's a great resource. Okay? So, wow. That kind of wraps it up for part two of the, you know, um, redefining wellness and really taking a look at how these particular dimensions tap into and connect to women's health. So, you know, we focused really a lot in part one and part two of how to kind of really get into and understand more about the dimensions of wellness, but even more so kind of getting some digital supports for these. So I would love to hear um, from you about how this is working out for you. If you've learned anything new, um, please feel free to email me at ehackerhealth at gmail.com. You can also head over to the website ehackerhealth.com where um, you can, you know, listen to the first episode if you would like. The first, I should say, part one of this episode if you missed it. Um, go ahead. If you haven't, make sure that you're following this podcast. If this is the first episode that you happen to catch and, um, yeah, you can also check out my, um, work blog, which is drcatandrews.com. So either one of those will do love to hear from you. So until the next time, make sure you take care of yourself, drink plenty of water and get lots of sleep. That's all. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.